What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Sam, I am finally, finally, finally back on Australian soil. And the reason I say finally, like literally, I got off the plane two hours ago. And the reason I say finally is not because I'm so ecstatic that my holiday is complete or that I didn't have a good time, but just that if you've been following my Instagram stories, you will know it took me four days, four days, four days to get home from London, which is an entirely different podcast for an entirely different time. It didn't ruin the trip by any means. In fact, the past four days, I was like, this is a life challenge. This is a life adventure. God, universe source is testing me. I'm being tested to see how I navigate my internal world in the face of external chaos. And I just want to say, I navigated it like a bad bitch. I turned it into an adventure. It was fun. I was like, this is either an adventure, a life challenge, and or an ayahuasca journey gone kind of sort of horribly wrong. One or the other. Either way, though, what a trip with incredibly high highs. And yes, some challenge as well, but isn't that life? Yes, I definitely believe that it is. And for everyone who followed along, loved on my journey, and just really, I felt so supported in the, Beck, it's so great to see you out living your life because sometimes I'm like, fuck me, I'm a life coach. And um, am I really congruent with what I teach if I'm not a life coach who lives at the same time as teaching what I say? So I really feel that I got to rejuvenate, refresh, and live my fucking life. And that's what we all deserve to do. So yeah, I definitely feel congruent with my word now and (laughs) my cup has been well and truly poured into. And thank you to everyone who came along for the journey and poured into it as well. Today's episode is nothing about the holiday actually, but something, a topic that is really close to my heart, something that we all speak about, a really common conversation in my world and probably my favorite B word other than Beck. And can you guess what it might be? Boundaries. I fucking love this conversation. I love it. And just the thing that I really want to drill home that you'll hear me say frequently throughout the podcast, and I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you have heard me say this frequently as well. If something was not taught to you, how would you know how to do it? And so when it comes to boundaries, I don't know when this conversation was had in your world, but it's not something that I remember as a young child. The word only really became familiar to me in my 20s. And so today, knowing that, yeah, we can all become more embodied in our boundaries, but learning that we're not here to make ourselves wrong for perhaps not even knowing what they are. A lot of women come to me and say, I don't even know what the line is until the line has been crossed and then I'm just angry. And I just want to normalize that. I'm here to normalize the boundary conversation and normalize that if it has not been taught, then we simply would not know. But how exciting to know that we can learn. So fam, get yourself strapped in for what I have in store for you. And if you love this conversation, please screenshot it, share it to your story and tag me so that I can connect with you and share it as well. I can't wait to hear what you think about today's episode and hear what big aha moments land for you. Let's fucking go. I am truly excited to be on the mic with you right now about a topic that is so important. 
to myself personally and to so many of my clients. It is a massive pillar of my coaching. And beyond that, it has just been such a massive conversation starter with so many humans who have entered my world this past six weeks. It's boundaries. But more importantly than that, for me, it's also the backlash of us not setting boundaries and really being able to anchor to the importance of setting a boundary in the moment to create more ease for our lives. Even though the boundary that we desire in the moment might seem challenging at first because we're leaning into a new level and a new layer of vulnerability. Setting boundaries for a lot of people is deeply vulnerable. Giving ourselves permission to speak our authentic truth in the moment is deeply vulnerable. Giving ourselves permission to communicate our needs is deeply vulnerable. And I'd love for you to think for a moment, who taught you boundaries? I don't ever remember boundaries being a conversation in my world until my late 20s when I got into personal development. I don't ever really truly remember a very big conversation around boundaries. I know that there would have been conversations around people aren't allowed to touch you this way or we're not allowed to swear, good girl kind of boundaries that I'm certain that my parents would have taught me or school would have taught me. But boundaries that I get to speak and honor my truth in every moment and say no to what I don't want, even when it may seem quote unquote disrespectful to others or rude to others. Like how many of us were told to hug a family member that we didn't want to hug because it was polite and the right thing to do? Well, is that really teaching a child boundaries? I think not. And I'm not saying that I remember my parents doing this at all. But I definitely have heard this frequently from clients who were told by their family members as children to do things that they didn't want to do so that they were not rude to others. And that's basically the opposite of teaching a child boundaries. That's saying be a people pleaser and go against your own truth to make sure that other people feel comfortable. Interesting, right? And so I'm sure if you really wanted to delve into how you were taught boundaries and what boundaries were reflected back to you, or even what boundaries were modeled to you by your primary caregivers. What boundaries did your mother have or not have? What boundaries did you see her cross constantly? And your father, how were boundaries modeled to you? And why do boundaries right now, if they feel difficult to set and uphold, and most importantly speak, why do you feel like that is? And rather than being hard on yourself, oh my God, I'm such a bad boundary setter. I never set boundaries. I always let people cross my boundaries, which is very common. Rather than being hard on yourself, maybe anchored to the belief that everyone makes perfect sense. I love the saying, I've never met a human who doesn't make perfect sense. And therefore, if you were never taught boundaries and your mother didn't model to you boundaries and your dad didn't teach you boundaries and your father didn't model to you boundaries, then how on this earth would you know how to speak and set them? It's kind of like if we were not taught our ABCs, how the fuck would we know how to read and write? We wouldn't. And it wasn't like we were just handed the alphabet one day. I'm like, here you go, kids. This is the alphabet all the way from A through to Z. We started with A and we would have practiced saying it. Then when we started writing it, we had those lined pieces of paper and we had pencils and we would write it and we would copy it and we were learning it. We were repeating something. It wasn't just like, here you go, children, this is the ABCs, you must know it now. So I would love for you to consider giving yourself a bit of grace if boundaries are new to you, like you would a child learning ABCs. Would you say to the child, just fucking get it right? 
just this is the ABCs. Just say say them now. A through to Z. Go. Five year old child. Go for it. Three year old child. Go for it. No. Why? Well, A super cruel and B entirely unrealistic. And if they got it wrong, would you be like you dumb little kid, you stupid girl? I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping you wouldn't. And I'd love for you to ask yourself, if I was teaching my daughter or my son or my niece or my nephew or someone's child who I love so dearly, if I was helping them learn their ABCs and they just couldn't get it or it was feeling so challenging for them or they were trying and trying and trying and it was just not happening as fast as they desire, what would you say to that child? I'm sure you would encourage them. I'm sure you would be super soft with them. I'm sure that you would be nurturing with them. And I'm sure that you would support them to help them get towards the end goal, no matter how long it takes. That's actually how we get to be with ourselves when it comes to setting boundaries. If you were not taught it, how would you know how to do it? And how awesome that now you have the awareness and desire to learn boundaries. And it's not going to be an overnight process. In fact, if you're aligned with me, I'm assuming that you're at least in your young 30s maybe late 30s, maybe early 20s, but at least 20 years old, right? <laughs> Whatever your age you are, you're so welcome in my world. But say even if you were 20, for if you're the youngest person to ever work with me, you're 20 years young. We are literally unlearning 20 years of conditioning and relearning a new way of being and a new shape. So it's not just about learning something new. It's about unlearning something that's really old. So it's not like the child learned the alphabet backwards from Z. They're just learning the alphabet straight from A. Well, you are unlearning programming and conditioning. You are unlearning people-pleasing. You are unlearning this wounded little girl who doesn't feel safe to use her voice and you are creating a new shape. You are repatterning and reprogramming yourself. So the expectation that you might be able to do it overnight might be a little bit unrealistic. And when you feel frustrated with yourself, potentially you get to give yourself some grace, just like you would the three, four, five-year young child who's feeling challenged with their ABCs. And so why this is so important to me is recently I went on a trip. I went to Byron Bay for my birthday, my 34th birthday. I hadn't been on a holiday in over two years. I was so excited to go away. I was so excited to travel on my own. I love being in a relationship, but one thing that I loved about being single was being able to travel to new places by myself. I love my own time. I love my own space. I love being in a new environment. And so I was going to Byron Bay for my birthday to go on a woman's retreat and then to see some of my best friends who I've spent almost every single day with online communicating with. I was going to be with them in person and have a birthday party for myself with all of my favorite humans. I was so excited for this trip. And as I was going, Byron Bay is a really special place for me and I feel really free and really in touch with myself there. And I've had so many incredible experiences in Byron. And as I was sitting in the airport, I was connecting with God, intuition, universe, source, whoever you would love to call it. I sometimes say God, I sometimes say universe. For you, it may be God, it may be higher power, it may be higher consciousness, maybe Buddha, Krishna, Allah, whoever or whatever that higher energy is for you. So I'm sitting in the airport and I said to God, I'd love for you to teach me through this experience. And I'd love for you to speak to me through every single part of this experience. And I'm open to hearing and I'm open to learning. And literally from the get-go, God spoke to me the entire time. (laughs) Almost, this is going to go a little bit off topic, but it literally, my 
flight got diverted from Gold Coast to Brisbane. Now, my car hire was in Brisbane. I think I purchased car hire online for like $800. And I called up the car hire place. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Gold Coast instead. They said, no worries. A car relocation fee is only 50 bucks. And I said, awesome. And then they couldn't find my, my booking. And because I'd booked online through a third party, they're like, oh, you have to rebook through them, not through us, sorry. So I called the third party and they said, yep, it's going to be another $800. So then my tight ass Italian came up in me. I was like, no way am I paying $800 to get from Brisbane to bloody get my car from Brisbane to Gold Coast or Gold Coast to Brisbane. I will figure out my own way to Gold Coast to get my original car that I originally hired. And as I was sitting there, I said to myself, the next person I sit next to, I bet will offer me a ride. Literally, I sat down and the man next to me turned to me and said, how are you going to get from Brisbane to Gold Coast? And I looked at him and said, I have no idea. He goes, would you love a ride? I was like, oh my God, God is, that was confirmation for me that God was speaking to me. I didn't take the ride because then I thought to myself, will I be safe? (laughs) What will happen in the ride from Brisbane to Gold Coast? Is this God? Is this God testing me? Is this God saying I can ask for what I want and then I don't actually always have to say yes? How would Jake feel if he calls me tomorrow morning and I'm in a car with a random man on the way to (laughs) Gold Coast from Brisbane? How would I feel if Jake was on a plane and then called me the next day and was in a car with a random woman from Gold Coast to Brisbane? (laughs) So I said no. But anyway, I had this complete confirmation that God was willing to agree to me and teach me throughout this entire experience. And so I went to Byron Bay a few days early. And I went a few days early because I had connected with a friend. He said, come and stay with me. Come and stay a few days early. I'm doing some shooting for a new brand of mine. Would love to have you involved. Would love to take some photos of you. Come stay. And I said, yes. And I changed my flights and I went early. And I stayed with those people for two days. And I actually really love being by myself. And I really love being in Byron Bay by myself. And so as the two days was almost coming to an end, we were talking about where we were going to stay for the next two days prior to the retreat. And in that moment, I was sitting at a table with perhaps, I can't remember to be truly honest, maybe eight and up to 12 people, sitting at a table with quite a few people around. And as we were talking about where we were going next and what accommodation we were going to stay in, I heard my intuition and I heard my internal voice say, I would really like to stay by myself. I don't want to stay with these people. I want my own time. I want my own space. I want my own villa. I want my own bath. I don't want to stay in a Airbnb with anyone else. I heard that voice loud and clear. That was my truth in that moment. It wasn't about not liking the people that I was with. It wasn't anything about anyone. It was just a deep desire to be on my own. And I heard that voice. And as we're talking about, Beck, we should get a villa altogether. In that moment, I said, yeah, of course. And I knew instantly that felt bad. Our body is a teacher. Our body is a walking, talking library. I could almost feel like a slight punch to the gut, like, oh, there goes Beck, not honoring her truth, not speaking her needs, not saying what she wants. There goes Beck. Maybe it's the bullied 14-year-old who's sitting there with eight to 12 other people feeling like it would be the cool thing to say yes. Or maybe she's fearing that she won't fit in if she was to truly honor her needs Maybe other people would feel rejected. Maybe she feels obliged. I think there was a heavy energy of obligation. Oh, I've come early to be with them. I really should stay with them for a little bit longer. And so all of that came up in me. And so then I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling Airbnb and I find the villa that I'd really love to stay in. And I make sure it has enough room for the people and for my friend whose villa I was staying in. I made sure it was big enough for the both of us. I booked a beautiful villa and I said, it's all good. I booked it. I was ordered, sent the address out and it was done. And I went to bed that night and I thought to myself, that felt really bad. 
And I'm really not looking forward to the next two days because I really, really wanted two nights to myself before this retreat. I'm going to a retreat. There's going to be at least 10 other women there. I've worked so hard on my passion, my purpose, my mission. I've been so mission-driven the past two years. This was a little bit of time for me to pour into me, and I just really wanted two days on my own. And so I lied there in bed, and I thought to myself, you could just say, hey, I know I said that I booked a villa for all of us, but it really doesn't feel like it's in my highest alignment. And I woke up the next morning, and I didn't say it. And it's interesting, if, if you are resonating with this story right now, and there's some kind of moment in time that you can reflect on, I could tune into Beck in those moments and really ask, like, what prevented me? What beliefs were attached to me not saying what I really deeply desired to say in that moment? Why did it feel so vulnerable or such an edge or so scary for me? And get really super clear on what those limiting beliefs are and or were to support me in being able to navigate those. And next time, should a similar scenario come up, be able to navigate it from a more embodied, grounded place where I actually do speak and communicate my needs, wants, desires, and boundaries. It's the time you have all been waiting for. If you're listening to this podcast live right now, I am so excited to tell you that the doors for true transformation are finally open. This eight-week, high-level, fully supported program will support you to break free from your limiting beliefs, break through any thoughts and fears of unworthiness, activate your voice and unlock the fullness of your self-expression. This is some of my favorite work fam, which is why this program always sells out. True Transformation is something that has helped previous clients to speak their truth, live from courage, get into alignment with their core desires, confidently get into the dating game, define their standards and powerfully be a stand for those standards, call in their aligned partner, break through and break free from herpes stigma and shame, break free from the fear of rejection, create a healthy and thriving relationship with both food and body and be a part of a connected community of women who more often than not become best friends for life. You are listening to this for a reason. If you're ready to take aligned action, head to the link in the show notes to see your exclusive raw, real and vulnerable podcast community code, complete your application form and get ready to change your life. Let's fucking go. And so then the day happens and we're doing this shooting for this brand and more people are coming along. And I think there must have been around 15 people around that day. Four of those people communicate that they have COVID. And not only do they communicate that they have COVID, I can see that they've got COVID, quite severe symptoms of COVID that are very obvious. And now this isn't a COVID conversation. I'm not going there. But I want you to understand that for two years, I had worked so hard every single day, mission-driven mission-focused, business-driven, really building and working so hard on bringing my vision to life and had just done such an incredible, remarkable job of it and also hadn't had a break. And I was so looking forward to going to Byron Bay, to go on this women's retreat, to pour into my cup, to then go to Sydney, to be in person with my best friends to celebrate my birthday. I was so looking forward to it. And as I looked around at these people who were really unwell, who were displaying severe COVID symptoms, I instantly remember the night before I heard my voice speak saying I didn't want to stay with people. I slept on it all night. In the morning, I heard my voice again. I didn't use my voice. And then these people have reflected back COVID symptoms. Well, I started to feel internally angry. I started to internally create stories. They're about to fuck up my entire trip. These selfish people who have severe COVID conditions could potentially get me sick and that's going to ruin my retreat and my birthday party. 
And not only could it ruin it and I not have that experience, it was also quite an expensive trip. So I start getting angry. I start creating the story that I've been disrespected. I start getting so mad. My friend that I was staying with, I'm looking at him like, I am so mad at you. I should have never come here. And then he says that he's feeling unwell. And I start thinking, he's going to fucking get me sick. And I get mad and mad and angrier and angrier. I don't communicate any of this to anyone. And I just leave the villa and stay as far away from everyone as possible. That night we go to bed and it was meant to be the last night in the villa and I could not sleep a wink. Now, I am not a hypochondriac. I do not hear someone get sick and think I'm getting sick. I'm very pro-natural health. I think I have. I believe I have an incredible immune system. I treat my body so well through the way that I eat, through the way that I sleep, through the water that I drink, the way that I exercise, the way that I move, the self-care that I do. I really pour into my physical body. When it comes to getting sick, I just think that I've got a fucking powerhouse body that can really break free from and break through anything. So I never have any fear around that. But I did have this fear that being in such close proximity with people who had displayed quite severe COVID symptoms, that I could potentially be on the receiving end of the virus and then ruin my retreat weekend and my birthday party. And so I went to bed that night and I tossed and turned. I was so mad. Started getting mad at myself. I never should have come to Byron Bay early. Started getting mad at myself. I never should have stayed in this villa. Started getting mad at myself. I never should have been in this brand shoot, started getting mad at myself. Why did I rebook my flights and come early? I should have just stuck with the original flights that I had. Why, why, why? I got mad at myself. Then when I was done getting mad at myself, I started internally projecting at all the other people. They're selfish. Who the hell gets COVID and then comes around other people? You could ruin my trip. Didn't say this to anyone, but I'm lying there. I literally did not sleep a wink that night. So mad, so mad, so mad, so mad, so mad. In the morning, Alarm goes off. I was meant to go to a physical fitness class at 6am, but I hadn't slept a wink. Alarm goes off. I turn off the alarm and I'm lying there and I think, breathe. Let's not get mad at anyone. No one is attempting to physically hurt or harm you. No one is attempting to disrespect you. No one is trying to ruin your weekend. You're not sick. You're not unwell. It's okay. What do you need? And I'm lying there and I'm like, what do I need to know right now? And it's almost like I heard a voice come into my mind that said, this, Beck, is the backlash of not setting boundaries. Because in that moment, I decided, fuck everyone. For the next two nights, I'm staying in Airbnb by myself. I'm not going fucking anywhere near any of you because I'm not risking getting unwell. And so I packed my bag, packed my suitcase, put it in my car, and I drove off. I can't even remember now if I actually said goodbye to anyone. I was furious. And so I drove off just so fiercely committed to, yes, I'm staying by myself now. And the same voice came back in being like, Beck, this is a backlash of not setting boundaries. And I thought to myself, wow, what an incredible lesson. Because when I was sitting around the table a night and a half prior, I already heard the voice that said, I would love to stay by myself. And in that moment, I was given a choice point, honor my needs honor my desires, honor my wants, speak my truth and communicate that vulnerably and softly to others. Or I can avoid vulnerability entirely for whatever reason and whatever limiting beliefs arose in me in those moments. I can people please and appease, which I did. I booked the villa, I booked the Airbnb and the backlash of not honoring my boundary was then presented to me Through God, I asked God to teach me. Through God, God's saying, honor your needs, 
on your voice, communicate your needs, communicate your boundaries, use your voice. And if you don't, this is the backlash. And so then the boundary that could have been delivered, the need, the want, the desire that could have been delivered from a loving, soft place that creates deeper connection, it actually was communicated in such a way that it was harsh and aggressive and erupt and shove my shit in my fucking car and let's get the fuck out of here because they're trying to hurt and harm me and I'm out and now I'm getting exactly what I want. I'm in a villa by myself. I could have had all of that with so much ease and grace. But instead, and this is where I really want to come back around to saying that doing the hard thing, the thing that we think is the hard thing, is actually most often, if not always, the easy thing. And the backlash of avoiding doing the hard, and when I say hard, I more mean vulnerable. The backlash of not doing the hard thing in the moment creates more hard, (laughs) creates more challenge, creates more discomfort, because that process ended up being something that lasted two or three days. It was in my mind, in my thoughts, in my head. I was very short with my friend. I didn't want to stay with him. And internally, I felt really disrespected. How dare you let people with COVID be around me? How dare you potentially let them jeopardize my weekend? When the truth was, as soon as someone was around me with COVID, I could have said, you know what? I'm going to choose to leave. This doesn't feel like it's really respectful to me. I'm really nervous right now that this could ruin my birthday weekend. I'm quite paranoid about it. I really don't want to get sick. I've been so looking forward to this weekend. I did come over early to share and spend time with you, but now I'm going to choose to leave because it really feels like the decision that would honor me most. There were so many choice point opportunities throughout that time for Beck to speak up and stand up for herself. And because she didn't, it built internalized resentment and that internalized resentment ended up in the harsh boundary being set. And so I'm wondering if this is landing and resonating for you because I really believe in learning and teaching through example. And like I said, life is always teaching us and we're always being spoken to if you're willing to listen. And so now my truth is, which was always my truth prior, but this was a very evident example, tangible, real life, experiential moment of when I don't honor my voice, when I don't communicate my truth, when I don't set boundaries, the backlash of that is so difficult and so challenging and so uncomfortable and can actually create more separation. Whilst our ego might say, this is going to be offensive to someone. This is going to be hurtful to someone. This could make them not want to be my friend. They might not like me anymore. Whatever that belief is around setting boundaries, and I would love for you to tune into what yours are. Where in your life do you not set boundaries and what is the belief behind it? When you hear the voice come up saying, no, I don't want to do that or oh, that person around me with quite severe COVID symptoms and now I'm quite paranoid about my birthday weekend being ruined, what is preventing me from saying, I really appreciated being invited today, but I actually am going to choose to remove myself because that's what feels most respectful to me and my physical health and the weekend that I'm really looking forward to. No one can really take offense in that moment. And if they did, so what? That's the other question that I'd love for you to ask yourself. Go to the worst case scenario. You set a boundary, I set a boundary, and the person on the receiving end doesn't like it. So what? Like go as far into it as you can personally go. Like allow yourself to go. Go so far into the thought that they don't like the boundary that you have set. What's the worst fucking thing that could actually fucking happen? And for me, my truth is if someone disrespected or dishonored my boundary, I don't need that kind of human in my life. 
So if that's my truth, if someone disrespects or dishonors my boundary, I don't need that kind of person in my life. That's Beck's truth. I really believe that. Then why am I allowing myself to disown, disregard, dishonor my own internal boundaries? Because that entire time, throughout that entire experience, I heard my voice loud and clear. She knew exactly what she needed in all of those moments. And for whatever reason, I chose to disown, dishonor, and disregard my boundaries. If other people are not allowed to treat me like that, then why is Beck allowed to treat herself like that? And so if you're hearing this loud and clear, and this is landing, landing, landing for you, I know how much my clients love the conversation around boundaries. I would love for you to think, A, if that really resonates, if you wouldn't allow people to disown, disregard, dishonor your boundaries, where in your life are you doing that to yourself? And this has been an assignment that I've given quite a few clients this past week. Let's set you up for success for the next two weeks. And I would love, love, love if you are open to taking on this challenge, this invitation, I'd love for you A, to connect with me on Instagram and let me know that you're taking it on for 14 days. And then at the end of the 14 days, I would love for you to check in with me and let me know what you learn about yourself. And so what you're going to do is you're going to put an alarm in your phone every three hours. And it's going to say something like, check my boundaries. And it doesn't have to be a noisy alarm. If you're working, you're in team meetings, none of my alarms make noise. My phone is silent, 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 but it will go off. And in big block letters, it would say, check my boundaries. And all I want you to do is take a deep breath in and reflect on your life the past three hours and ask yourself, where did I disown, dishonor, disrespect my own boundaries, if any? And if you can find a time and a space where you did, I would love for you to ask yourself why. Was it an email that you were like, I'm not going on my phone for the next three hours and a client email came through and you're like, mobile phone must respond right this moment. That's a disrespect to your own fucking boundary. If you say, I'm going to go phone free and then you pick up your mobile phone, you've literally dishonored, disregarded, disrespected the boundary that you set. And maybe a client email came through and you're like, well, my excuse is it's a client. It's a money-making activity. It's my bread and butter, whatever. All my clients who have businesses, their clients often more than not come before them. And I'm wondering how sustainable that is and what on a subconscious level you believe that that's doing to you. Every time you say, this is my boundary because this is actually pouring into me and feels really so respectful to myself. And then something else comes up and you're like, actually, no, I changed my mind. The client's more important than my own boundaries, my own needs, wants, desires. Subconsciously, you're telling yourself that you are unimportant, that other people are more important to you, that your boundaries do not matter. And so if you find in your life other people disrespecting your boundaries, I'm quite certain there are a lot of places where you are disrespecting your own. So if you believe that to be true, alarm in your phone every three hours, check in on my boundaries, check my boundaries, big block capital letters, go through that process, check in, have you dishonored, disrespected, disowned your own boundaries? If you have, asking yourself why. What was actually my truth in that moment? What did I actually want to do? Why did I choose to not do that? Just creating clarity. Maybe it is a deep-seated money and scarcity limiting belief based on your programming from childhood that your business comes before you because you are living and working from an energetic of survival. And if that's true, of course you would. Of course, if you have not done your work, to heal and break free from your money story or your mum or dad's survival story that your bread and butter 
your business, your mission, your purpose, your work is so important to you for your sense of security, safety, survival, then of course, in that moment, when your phone comes up, you're going to believe you have to, you have to reply to that email in that moment. Now, is it true? Is it true that if you do not reply to that email, that life's going to hit the fan, you're not going to be able to eat, your family's going to go broke, your mortgage is not going to get paid, your client's going to hate you, they're going to quit, they're going to put up a bad Google review on the internet. Well, no, none of that's true at all. And yet there's a part of you that believes it to be true, which is why immediately you're like, must reply, disrespect my boundary, reply to this person immediately because the world will come to an end if I don't. So it's actually having all of these experiences, disrespecting, disregarding, dishonoring our own boundaries. This isn't a bad thing because if that example related to you in any capacity, it's only showing you the work that's left to do. Be like, I get to do some work on my money story because yeah, as soon as my email goes off and it's work-related, I feel like I need to respond immediately because there's a part of me that thinks if I don't, my survival, my safety might be threatened. And so then... What I would also love for you to think about once you've gone through that is what is my new commitment? What would I choose to do next time? Say the exact same scenario occurred again and you say tomorrow, I'm having two hours of tech-free time. And just as soon as you put the phone down, you see the notification go off and it's a work email, but you've just said the next two hours is tech-free time I'm pouring into me. How do you choose to navigate that situation, that circumstance, that scenario differently? Because what we're trying to do right now when it comes to boundaries is reprogram old patterns. And part of the way to do that is to actually know what the new pattern looks like. So if you're very aware that picking up the mobile phone and responding to the client email immediately is ineffective, but you haven't defined and created a vision in your head for what this new version of you, this new pattern of you looks like, you're going to continue to revert. You're like, oh, that felt bad. And I said I wouldn't do it. And then I'm going to emotionally punish myself. But I'm going to go straight back to the old behavior anyway, because it's what you know. It's a pattern. It's ingrained. It's been there for at least 20 years. If it's something to do with your money story and safety and survival, it's most likely coming from childhood. It's really fucking old. You're not going to break free from it overnight. It is going to take time. It is going to take these continual check-ins. And if you don't define what this new version of you looks like, feels like, acts like, speaks like, communicates like, then we're not setting ourselves up for success to be able to move towards that version of us. It's like saying to Google Maps, I want to go to a coffee shop and not putting in the address. And you just put in coffee shop (laughs) and like Google Maps does do coffee shops nearby and all of those beautiful things. But it's like, take me to the right coffee shop. And you don't give Google Maps any clarity. It's like, okay, well, do you want a coffee shop with fast Wi-Fi or do you want a coffee shop with a good view? Do you want a coffee shop with a lot of people? Do you want a coffee shop with no one? Do you want a coffee shop with co-working space? Do you want a coffee shop with vegan food? Like, how am I going to get you to the coffee shop if I don't know what coffee shop you want to go to? (laughs) You could go to a lot of different coffee shops and they all meet your needs. But knowing, creating some kind of clarity around what within the coffee shop that you desire is going to support you in picking a coffee shop that you actually want to go to versus just like a coffee shop. So it's just like reprogramming these old patterns. Why don't we head towards something that sounds like we would love to start embodying and being like and having some kind of vision because this program behind us is so known that if we do not stay committed to these little tiny check-ins every three hours and focusing on what would I do differently next time, why did I choose not to honor my boundary in that moment and what pattern, version, shape of me am I leaning towards and moving towards, 
then we're just going to keep reverting back. And clarity around her, that more embodied version of us, the one that's grounded in ourselves, within our voice, within our boundaries, anchored to the belief that I'm so worthy and deserving to use our voice, the more that I stay aligned to that and can see and feel and envision her, the more I've got an opportunity to move towards her. So my loves, oh, that was so fun. I would love to, A, hear from you if you love this podcast. Pop it up on your story. Tag me so that I can share it as well. Let me know if you'd love to share with me privately why boundaries are so important to you and if you're practiced in them or not. Really reminding any woman that's super harsh and or critical on herself that if you were never taught something, then obviously you wouldn't know how to do it. So every time you catch yourself being harsh or critical on yourself about not being able to communicate and or uphold your boundaries, giving yourself a little bit of grace, almost thinking of that child that if she had never been taught her ABCs, wouldn't know how to write and read and reminding yourself, this was never taught to me, never modeled to me, or maybe it was modeled to me in a really unhealthy way. So I'm unlearning 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years of deep seated conditioning, programming, patterning, and I'm relearning something new. And when I'm unlearning something old and relearning something new, it requires patience. It requires vulnerability. It requires fuck-ups and mistakes. It requires getting it wrong. I mean, I don't know any of us who got in the car the first time to learn how to drive and just knew how to drive the car. I knew how to drive the car down the freeway at 100 miles an hour. None of us, not any of us. And so learning anything to do with the self-worth work is really, really no different. We get to be patient. We get to start from the bottom. You get to start from A. We don't start at Z. (laughs) We start at A and then we move on to B and so on and so forth. And this work is really no different. If you love this, my loves, share it to your story, tag me, message me privately on Instagram. I am active there all the time. I would love to hear what really landed for you, what really resonated, what your relationship is like with boundaries. If you are committing to your invitation to put these alarms in your phone for 14 days, I would love to know the day that you start. And I especially would love to know your takeaway, your insights, your learnings, your new awarenesses of self at the end of your 14 days. I hope that was of so much value to you. My name is Beck Antonucci. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.